Black Friday, Small Business Saturday, Cyber Monday, all made up days designed to get you to buy stuff. Hello, capitalism. Have you heard of Sell Your Shit Sunday? It's a day to sell the stuff you don't use anymore. Created by Bercari. Bercari is the selling app that makes it fast and easy to sell almost anything. You just take a few pics, add a description, and bang! Your item is listed. Download Mercari and sell your shit today. The day may be made up, but the money is real. That's Mercari. M-E-R-C-A-R-I. Aren't we the same two people who live through years in the dark? Ah, every time I try to walk away, something makes me turn around and say, and I can't tell you why. That's it. What was that? I've been on my. That is the Eagles. I can't tell you why. I knew that it was either a very light skinned person or a white person. I think I want to say that a person of color remade that song, though. Remade is different than actually created. (laughs) Well, the original is fine. Well, that's that's great. Let's see. Who remade this song? Well, praise the Lord, niggas. Brownstone. Brownstone did. Mercy. That old screaming Nikki Gilbert. Either way. (laughs) uh, Curvado. Praise the Lord, niggas. And welcome back to another episode of Getting Grown with Jade and Kia. I'm Kia. I am Jade. And we are back to talk about the scam that is adulting. The good, the bad, the ugly, the tests, the trials, the twists, the turns, the temptations, and the taxes of being... A real life adult in the year of our Lord, 2019. Mm, 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 mm. Can't wait for it to be done and over. The year? Yes. <laughs> yes, agree. I too am ready for to get her things. <laughs> get her things and go. Yeah, she's. it's time for her to go. She has overstayed her welcome. She don't take out the trash in the bathroom. She don't take her sheets <laughs> off her bed when she leaves. She she don't fold up her covers. I'm ready for her to go. She don't take her shoes off when she goes in your house. She got to go. She's she's been she's she's demonstrated that there is a lack of home training when she's yes. motherless. Motherless. But either way, <laughs> she's here. She's on her way out. And then uh twenty two twenty twenty will arrive. Yes, um, it will. And we'll see what she's got to say. But in any case. How are you? I'm here, you know, I'm doing okay, working very hard, um, trying to wrap things up, have some reports due the end of the year and a book chapter due the start of 2020, like all of the deadlines are imminent. They seem to always be, Um, (laughs) but we are moving forward, excited about closing out um, things at work for the year and looking forward to like next year's programming and next year's travel and all of all of that crazy but you know no complaints um grateful how are you i'm cool (laughs) i'm tired i am 
uh, you know, it has been a busy, busy last week or so. Um, and then we're gearing up for a lot of travel. Lots and lots of travel. We got uh, the Friend Zone featuring us this weekend in San Francisco. Yes, indeed. So that's going to be a good time. And then next weekend, we will be in Atlanta with the Friend Zone as well. Um, and I'll be hosting the Dopest Dinner Party with Santana on that on that Friday. Um, so, oh, and there are a few more tickets. We opened up a few more tickets. So there are five more tickets available for the dinner party in Atlanta. Um, but yeah, and then we got DC after that, DC Dopest Dinner Party. So it's just a busy next few weeks for me and then the holidays literally right after that and then gearing up for um some new projects in 2020 so your girl is you know spreading thin like miracle whip but it'll happen always does well i guess we can go ahead and go and and get right on into our trash all right let's boogie well let's do it All right, let's take some trash out. So I um I wanted to start the trash off on a positive note. Well, like, thank the Lord. Yes, let's start off on a positive note. So marijuana has been legalized in Michigan, okay? And on the first day that it was legal, marijuana sales totaled $221,000. <laughs> Yes, I thought that was it was just pretty amazing. You know what I'm saying? Um, people in Michigan can legally buy beginning 10 a.m. on Sunday. By the end of the day, hundreds of thousands of dollars of pot had been sold. <laughs> so $221,000 to be exact. I just hope that uh, if they're going to, you know, since they legalize this and they're going to tax it and do all of these different things, that they take that money and put it where it needs to go in the state of Michigan. Fair enough. I think that's a. I don't know if does Flint have clean water yet? No. This okay. Is what I was so, so this I'm, is a problem. And we should we will deem it a victory when we know that these uh, that this will go these resources will go back into the cities of Michigan that are in desperate need of mm. Uh, <laughs> mm. assistance and subsidy from the government and elsewhere. So. All right. I mean, we'll yes. just one. I mean, one time for capitalism. Okay. I'm gonna put it like this. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> and I'm just gonna put out positive vibes that your capitalism, again, goes where it needs to go. Flint, make sure you guys are doing what you need to do. This is absolutely ridiculous that they don't have clean water. Um, so Billy D. Williams. Oh boy. <laughs> Billy D. Williams. I read some articles about Billy D. Williams. He opened up as gender fluid. Yes, he did. Gender fluid identity and said he sees himself as feminine as well as masculine. Yes, he did. Billy D. Williams is 82 years old. Yes, he is. And I thought it was pretty freaking cool that he was able to speak on um, speak on this in such an eloquent way. Where he let people know, I see myself as masculine. I see myself as feminine. I'm a soft person. I'm not afraid to show that side of myself. And this is a grown woman. He can do whatever he wants. Whatever he wants. And that's just, I mean, carry on. 
please. I just I just thought it was I just thought it was really nice that he was able because, you know, a lot of people will say that the gender construct and all of that is new. And, you know, and I know a lot of the terms are, are new terms that we are um, still, you know, still trying to learn. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? In order to, to properly respect and be allies. You know what I'm saying? But. Uh, I thought it was really cool that Billy D. Williams was able to speak on this as an 82 year old man to come out and say, nope, this is not anything new. Like the concept of non-binary identity is not a newfangled millennial invention. He's like, that's not that's not what it is. So there's an article um, that The Root posted about it, and I'll be sure to put that in the description box for you all to read. But shout out to Billy D. Williams. Shout out to Billy D. Williams. Um, in other news, so I guess some of you blacks were big mad at D Wade and his family. Oh Lord. Um, why can't so, we just let people do like, just leave people alone. I don't know why this we is feel the point. so entitled to enforce our opinions and mm. our, our feelings about business that doesn't concern us. I just feel like there is so much more that we as a people in our own individual lives have to concern ourselves with. Mm-hmm. Like there are things that we are responsible for in our homes and our lives and our families. Why would we not like, why would, why would that not be our focus as opposed to people who are living in houses and homes that we have nothing mm. to mm. contribute to or mm. do, do. I mean, I have, we have nothing. We're not in any way associated with them at all. And I just wish that they would leave this child alone. Mm. Just mm. leave this child alone. That's- leave the child alone and leave the parents alone while they are loving their child. I just feel like we unconditionally. Just let people do what they like. I mean, I don't know why you would want to incite a family to like let or incite live a father the lives that they want to live. Let people let people do what they want. Like I don't want anybody coming in here telling me how I have to wear my hair, my nails, my life. I don't want anybody coming in here telling me how I, I how often I need to do anything around here or what I should and shouldn't be doing. Like I want I want the liberty to live my life as I so choose. So I just mm-hmm. believe that it is not my place to 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 purport or or project my mm. beliefs on mm-hmm. how other people choose to live their lives. Like that's or how other people live their lives. Choice or not no choice, whatever. Like whatever. Like it's just what is. Like how mm. whatever. So I don't know. I'm I am weary. I mean my exasperation around this is not at all you know saying that I, I don't you know I absolutely care about this this mm-hmm. uh this family I care about you know all the part you know and then it's important to me that the that the that the, everyone has the right to do what they want and need to do my exasperation and frustration around this story is that people continue to just be trash yep. <laughs> and and yep. like I just wish that we would just get to a place where we would mind the business that the Lord gave us. I just feel like first Thessalonians in the fourth chapter of the 11th verse tells us very plainly to live quiet lives and mind Ooh. our business. That's what the Reference Bible says. Points. It said it's right there in the scripture, but I'm going to stop talking. It's fine. Yeah. Stop minding mind your business stop minding other people's business and stop minding other parents business 
it's so much to kind of keep our own lives and manage our own lives and responsibilities and do the things that we feel obligated to do. It's so much for me to get myself to work on time and make sure that me and my plant son Maurice are in here alive and thriving. I just could not imagine being so consumed with other people's lives that I like I, I have the time and the energy to expend, um, you know, just on the Internet talking trash. Like, I mean, talking like on the Internet peddling my opinions for what you likes smoke don't get me comments. high right so whatever what you smoke don't get me high so i don't Whatever think it's, it's not my concern but i do i am disgusted i'm that's that's my opinion on that i'm disgusted by the amount of people who had such negative and nasty things to say about somebody who really is out here supporting their child like i really do not understand that and so you know shout out to d-way for being a loving and supportive father and shout out to Gabrielle Union for being a loving and supporting mother. I think the, you know, how they choose to raise their family and how they choose to do things is completely their business. And I applaud them, you know, for being loving and loving their children unconditionally. I think that's dope. As parents should. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But we can do a kitchen table talk about that one day. Um <laughs> I'm sorry, this is not funny at all, but <laughs> Sorry, still not funny. Chico DeBarge. Oh, my God. <laughs> I can't stop laughing, but it's not funny. Chico DeBarge was arrested for possession of methamphetamine. Oh, no. Chico is on that shit again. Whilst breaking into his own vehicle. What? So, according See? to the to the wife, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I can't stop laughing. I don't either because this is tragic. <laughs> and you are just down for the count. I, I don't am. get it. Well, I think it's more so because I just the idea of blacks and meth. It just is really. It just well, yeah. it don't sit right in my spirit. I don't know. I'm, I'm just you know how people laugh when they're nervous. I'm not nervous, but that's I guess that's what kind of what this is. So he was arrested for having meth in his possession. Um, now we know, I know you, we all know the Barge family got their shit. Okay. Every single one of them. Um, but it happened in Burbank, California at a Walmart parking lot. The cops saw him trying to use a wire to unlock his, his truck. And they didn't know that he owned the vehicle and then assumed he was trying to steal a car, but he had locked his keys in the car. So they pulled up on him and found meth in his pockets. So, um, yeah, you know, we, we're going to pray for him because, or, you know, send him well wishes. Cause I just, but I just didn't know black people use meth like that. I'm just, I'm going to be perfectly honest. Well, I was going to say something, but that is probably inappropriate. So I'm going to shut <laughs> my mouth. <laughs> my God. I'm going to just be quiet. Have you heard about this football player, Terrell Pryor? No. So Terrell Pryor is a football player um, for the NFL. A wide receiver is what they say. I guess he receives the ball widely. Oh, so, Lord, mercy. That's, but well, he's okay. I mean, you know, that's what I interpret it as. He's currently a free agent, and he almost died the other night because his girlfriend stabbed him to death. Oh, dear. Well, to not death? to death, oh, not to say. death, but stabbed him to almost death. She was successful? N- no, she wasn't. Um, and then so apparently like they had gotten, well, they had gone out, they went in a, 
Right, but you, we know what you mean. Uh, they had gone out to the club. I guess they got in a fight. And then he went home and she went to another club. Ooh. So uh, he was pissed and was waiting for her at the crib when she got back. Mm-hmm. And I guess she has some friends with her or whatever. And so he ended up knocking one of her friends out of the way and was trying to fight his girlfriend. Oh. And they started to get into it physically. And then it, you know, it went over into the apartment and into the kitchen. And then she, in the process of them fighting, she grabbed a sharp object and stabbed him in his chest and shoulder, I think. So it was one of her friends who took him to the, to the emergency room and they had to do emergency surgery. So he, um, he survived, but it was this is just this is just I just thought this story was kind of crazy. So I was like, well, let me just go ahead and bring this to your attention. <sighs> and he was also later arrested and charged with assault. So she's facing a two felony criminal charges, aggravated assault and attempted homicide. And then he was arrested for assault as well. So, you know, let I just you know, I just want this to be a fair warning for everybody. Can we just all keep our hands off of one another? Well, there's just loads of just issues and problems with this story, but I mean, I've, yes, this one my is my goodness, but yes, this I one guess is the bottom with heaviness. Line. Can we yes. just please all keep our hands off of one another? Like we have just got to keep our hands off one another. It's just we got to, we just got to do that. It'll just make the world a better place. This is coming from me. I'm saying this, Jade the Violet. <laughs> That's my Game of Thrones name. Anyway, that's it. <laughs> First, of name. <laughs> First of our name. First of our name. Jade the Violent. <laughs> Brute. <laughs> oh my God. What a disaster this show is. She Conan. Uh, <laughs> let's go to a shout out. Okay. This is popping right now, Larry. All right, we have a shout out to get to. So this week I wanted to shout out um, the homie Amina Imani. Uh, I think I've shouted her out before. She actually braids my hair. But Amina is a super talented comedian. Very funny. Super very hilarious here in here in New York but she is from Atlanta originally and she hosts a comedy um night at nine o'clock every single Sunday in Brooklyn at the Knitting Factory with two other women, two other black women. Um, it's hosted by Just Sid BW, Reezy, and Amina Imani. And so I'm going to put all of the information in the description box. Go ahead and check that out. This is a com. This is a, pro- a a produced show by three black women. We love that, right? At the Knitting Factory, like very 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 vanilla spot so (laughs) i thought it was very cool that you know you've got three three black women who are out here producing a comedy show a successful comedy show every single sunday i know that i want to go check it out soon and amina cracks me up like the whole time she does my hair we have a good time i've gone (laughs) on her podcast wine before nine so and she's raising the cutest little boy nasir he's five and a half and he is so mannerable and adorable and she's a dope dope mother precious so i wanted to shout them out so there you can find them on instagram at comedy at the knit k-n-i-t and again we will make sure all of that information is in the description box if you are in new york um and 
are free on a Sunday evening. Make sure you go check it out and support black women. Check it, check it out. Let's get on into this kitchen table, Miss Support for today's show comes from Third Love. Third Love designs bras with breast size and shape in mind for a perfect fit and a premium feel. This is hands down the most comfortable bra you'll own with straps that won't slip and tagless labels. Not to mention lightweight, super thin, Memory phone cups that mold to your shape. Every customer has 60 days to put their bra to the test. And if you don't love it, return it. And Third Love will wash and donate it to a woman in need, supporting charities in their local San Francisco Bay Area and across the United States. So I'm a big fan of uh, Third Love. They have this amazing, cute little quick and efficient quiz where you can uh, you know, answer questions about your breast, how they hang, how they sit, what shape they are, uh, which direction they face, what's their respective weight, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and you will absolutely, absolutely be sized in a bra that is meant for you and your particular breast particular <laughs> needs. Um, I'm speaking as someone who has, you know, breast of very divergent <laughs> sizes. Uh, Howsoever, Third Love was able to mo- accommodate. My titties uh, are two fraternal twins. Listen, they are they are first cousins. But Third Love <laughs> was able to uh, to find to uh, get me abroad to accommodate my particular needs, and I just couldn't be uh, any more pleased than I am right now. Third Love knows that there's a perfect bra for everyone, so they are offering our listeners 15% off of your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash grown right now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash grown 15% off today. If you're giving everyone on your list bomba socks this holiday, you deserve <laughs> a spot in the holiday gifting hall of fame. Let me tell you about Bomba Socks, okay? <laughs> Bombas. They are so comfortable. <laughs> they are the most comfortable socks. They're thick, but not too thick where they don't fit inside of your shoes. They come in various colors and they have a wonderful initiative for every Bomba's uh, pair of socks purchased, one's donated. Always and forever. So I thought that's beautiful. Bumba socks are soft, like made with the softest cotton in the world soft. They're built with extra cushioning. So whether you're walking the dog or chilling at home, you're going to be comfortable. And Bumba socks provide support in places you didn't even know you needed, like your arches. Each sock is built with a special arch support system that feels like a nice hug for your feet. And they're smooth across the top. No more annoying toe seams. Uh, Bombas makes all types of socks, dress socks for works, performance socks for working out, and limited edition holiday socks. They even have a line of Merino wool socks that are soft, warm, and <laughs> naturally moisture wicking. Because who wants wet and stinky feet? Bombas is the gift <laughs> everyone will love, even that person who's impossible to shop for. And for every pair you buy, like Jade said, Bombas donates a pair to someone in need. So go to bombas.com slash grown and get 20% off any purchase during their big holiday sale November 18th through December 5th that's this weekend it ends this week guys so that's Bombas B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash grown for 20% off Bombas dot com slash grown get your socks 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 Okay, um, as we uh, talked about a little bit earlier um, as 2019 is drawing to a close 
starting to think back on, you know, what the year has taught us and how it will shape our lives moving forward. One of the things um, I had a thought this morning and just kind of like, uh, you know, threw it out there in the Twitter in the Twitter sphere. You know, this happens often for those of you who follow me. Um, sometimes I'll just be thinking about something and I'll just pose a question. And early this morning, before I even got out of bed, I started thinking about words and phrases and terms and things that I am completely sick of. So we know that the internet <laughs> has a way of kind of inundating you with concepts, information, opinions. It's it's you know a gift and a curse in that it's a space where we all can kind of engage and talk about things, um, you know, at a whim whenever we feel like it. Um, and with that, uh, you know, ability with that privilege, with that opportunity, there always comes a cost. Right. Um, and the cost of that, you know, that free access, you know, people having free access and any, like just to, to say, whatever they want um mm, you mm, get mm, a mm. lot of people kind of saying whatever they want <laughs> and um you know just that kind of chatter lends itself to people using words and terms incorrectly or inconsistently or stupidly <laughs> um and it made me think like you know i have some words that i i can think of that i feel like 2019 have just run into the ground and I thought it would be interesting to see what other people thought. So before I get into what what others have shared, what were some of the things, does anything come to mind for you, sis, around, you know, what's something that you don't feel like you need to hear ever again? You don't, you wish that we would leave it in 2019. We don't have to take it any further. Or even if we do take it further, we really would, would hope that you, that you people, um, blacks, whites, and otherwise would learn how to use these words correctly or that we could even come to some sort of consensus about the way we're going to use the words so that we're not just out here jibber-jabbering. So what bubbles up? The first thing that comes to my mind, I don't, is not really like a word what, in what you're speaking of, <clears throat> but it's the first thought that came to my head. Mm -hmm. No cap. Like what? <laughs> I think it is just the dumbest <laughs> fucking expression. And then when the people use the actual cap emoji in, in lieu of the word. Oh, I haven't even gotten that far. One and I don't know faves. if it's because I was getting old. I don't know what it is, but I literally hate it. Like it just popped up one day. Do you know I what think, it means? Do you know what it's in? It's in I just learned what is? it meant like Please a share. month ago. It means like no lie. Like I'm not lying. But what do caps have to do with lies? I literally have no clue. Okay. <laughs> But all I know is like if a nigga is like, you know, if he's if he really means what he's saying, he's like, blah, 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 no cap. Does that <laughs> mean is that is that mean like and that is not to be confused with caping? Yes. No. Uh, -uh No. Totally different. OK. No cap. And then if they think that a other nigga is lying, then they'll be like, that's cap. That's cap. So, oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. So even yeah. so this is my I'm, I'm learning. This is a teachable mm -hmm. moment for me because I don't feel like I had any. I think what I, I, I I've never asked what it meant. I've seen it used and kind of just like presumed or deduced that it meant something. And I was clearly all the way wrong. I think the first person I heard use it um, was uh, Nino de Solger. Soldier boy. Uh, <laughs> I don't understand what this why there always has to be like 
a bilingual. <laughs> like, I don't understand why we inclusion, always have inclusion. Oh inclusion. And that isn't. <laughs> no, no, let me not do it. You. What do you want to stop hearing in 2020? So not that I want us to stop using the word. I am. I am advocating for the misuse of certain words specifically okay. words like problematic words uh, yes, like okay. toxic yes mm, toxic yeah words mm-hmm. like triggered mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. because i think that because these words have been overused and used any old kind misused um like misused especially we have almost lost what they truly mean like there's just there's mm-hmm. a lack of clarity and just overall ambiguity around what certain words mean and i mean as a result you know when we like we've just there's a mislabeling like we're calling things that are actually problematic things that are actually problematic become not problematic because they're like you know common or uh you know socially accepted mm-hmm. and things that are you know things that are seriously traumatic or triggering for people. Um, you know, we, we become desensitized to them, which is, which is, um, you know, problematic, <laughs> but, um, but, <laughs> Look but at those knees. Right. But, um, <laughs> but I just, I just, I, I wish that we would stop misusing words, but I mean, if we're, if we're, you know, to keep, to go along in the same vein of words that, uh, like those kind of slangish kind of words that that we've picked up along the way, the period with the T, I could do oh, without that. Yeah, period. I can do without that. Period. Um, I have one. Okay. And this may sound problematic. <laughs> Inclusion, and I'm gonna tell you why. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you why. I'm gonna tell okay. you why. For you niggas, start riling up because you know they're ready. Because you know they are. Because that's what they do. <laughs> it is not about the fact that people want to be included or that we need to be inclusive. And this is not speaking on any specific subject. This is in general. What I am tired of is people not being able to um, speak on a personal experience, like literally a personal experience without having a thousand fingers pointed at them about them not being inclusive. So... Just because somebody speaks on a personal experience doesn't mean that they don't view other people. Um, I'm trying to figure out the best way to use this because this, like, like I'm saying, this is not okay. I'm going to use this as an example, right? There was a tweet that I put out some years ago that was just an ode to International Women's Day, right? It was literally just an ode to Inter- International Women's Day. Saw a quote that I like. Anything you can do, I can do bleeding, right? Oh, okay. I remember this. You've shared this story. I've shared this story before. I'm just using it as an example, though. In me speaking or or just posting something like, I think this is cool, or this is this is speaking to my personal experience, does that mean that I don't believe that trans women or those in the non-binary or those who even have um, reproductive issues or endometriosis or all of those, you know, different, different things. Does that mean that I don't view all of these different women or all of these different people 
as women. Not at all. I speak very openly about trans rights, about um, murders. I, I, I can't advocate, you know, I, I tried, I do not want to advocate for men who use, or not even in people who use um, terms that advocate for the continuous murders of trans people. I don't ever want to do anything that advocates for that. However, where's the line where I'm able to speak on you know, maybe having an experience where, <clears throat> all right, I'll be, I'll be totally candid here. When I had a, I used to have an IUD, right? After I had Noah, I had an IUD and that was my birth control. I opted for an IUD that had no hormones that did not agree with my body. And I was having a period for like half of the month, half of the month. And I was working, I was doing what I was doing. I'm drained. I'm pale. I'm weak, but I'm still busting through work. I'm trying to raise this baby. I'm trying to do these things and I'm weak. And this is my personal experience. So if I speak on International Women's Day about Jade's experience, why is it that that's automatically labeled as non-inclusive? I mean, I think this speaks to, you know, what we were talking about before around just not like a lack of clarity around what uh, what what words really mean mm -hmm. um, and and how um, how that leads to kind of misuse, misinterpretation, mm -hmm. um, et cetera, et cetera. So mm -hmm. I think that, you know, to kind of dub to to build upon your point, one of the things that I would like to see stop going forward. And this is, you know, can kind of also um, factor in kind of professional experiences and things that we um, may see, you know, at work or in school and those kind of like professional academic spaces. So I mm -hmm. think that a lot of times we conflate words like there are words that like things like um, like words like diversity and inclusion and equity are kind of conflated um, and in ways that suggest <laughs> that they all mean the same thing. Um, um, like, and I, I would, I, I mean, I just feel like I, I, I hope and wish that even though the internet affords us, um, like I said, the opportunity to just like access information very quickly and we can really just come to learn and know things. I sometimes think that the speed with which we can access information has compromised the depth uh, you know, of, of, our, of our study and, and, and efforts to really truly understand things before we start to use them all willy nilly. Um, and I, I wish that we can kind of get back to being intentional about really learning what things mean um, so that we can say what we mean and mean what we say um, and kind of get away from these, um, these, these instances and arguments where we're, where we're not communicating effectively and efficiently and, mm. and things are being misunderstood, misconstrued and because it results in people um, attacking or, you know, judging projecting. and projecting prematurely mm -hmm. without really having all the information that they need. So, I mean, and like you said, it's not to um, negate or or um, or I'm trying to think of the word that I want to use erase anybody's mm -hmm. um, experience or perspectives. Exactly. And, and it's, it's not, it's not about that, but we do need to find ways to communicate in ways uh, that, that are more productive than just kind mm -hmm. of like how we use words to beat each other up. I um, feel like if, cause the thing is in some, and you've got to look at what people are saying. 
if I was to say something along the lines of, and no, this is not how I feel, but I'm saying this as an example. If I was to say something along the lines of real women have periods, okay, then that would be a problem. You know what I'm saying? Somebody could come at me and say, well, what do you mean by that? Well, what's a real woman? That is not inclusive because then I am erasing um, all humans who identify as women, trans women, cis women, uh, those in the not, I am, I am not including them. But if you speak on a personal experience, how is that uh erasing somebody else's experience so i mean you see what i'm saying i think i i think this warrants i mean a, a future conversation and maybe we can can think of ways to have this on the show but i think that may may um demand or require or even you know it, it may present the opportunity for us to kind of bring in individuals from other who who, who have other perspectives mm-hmm. and other lived experiences Absolutely. so we can find ways to think to to have these conversations productively mm-hmm. um and create actual like safe and courageous spaces for us to be safe. transparent about the things that we don't know how to say or the, the questions that we have because i think the question that you raised is an honest one um mm-hmm. and i see you know i kind of see how and it's easy for us to, to you know to feel attacked when we think that our experiences is is being challenged or mm-hmm. um you know invalidated in some sort of way um but i i hope that going forward we can learn how to create spaces where these conversations can be more productive and we Agreed. can learn what it is that we uh you know should and should not be doing you know mm-hmm. to to make sure that our intention to never offend um or or cut off anyone exclude anyone um it, you know are are realized and sustained we want to make sure that this is a space where um you know people feel welcome to Absolutely. engage um and welcome to participate and welcome um you know and acknowledge and fully respect it in every mm-hmm. aspect of who they are and how they show up um Absolutely. so i mean that being said I, I hope that this conversation and I'm going to share some of the things that, you know, people shared, um, but I just wanted to open it up. Um, but what what um, kind of the theme throughout all of this is that, you know, there are words that are really overused um, and it's clear that we use them all differently, which compromises what they really mean. So how do we get around that? So, mm-hmm. um there's some that are, you know, funny and slangish and others that are are more serious, but I'm just going to throw them out here and, and get your reactions. Feel free to stop me or respond and, and uh, react accordingly. So um, uh, one of the big one of the big ones that came around uh, that was that was mentioned several times was cancel and cancel culture. People feel mm-hmm. like, you know, we are really prone <laughs> to canceling things and we and there seems to be some um um variation with what what that really means so like what it really Mm -hmm. means to be canceled how it looks what it what it looks like in practice um cap was on here quite a few times self-care was on here (laughs) quite a few times i feel like you know as we've said self-care is kind of one of those buzz common popular words that people kind of throw it around without really knowing what it means um self-care is more than pedicures Um, so what is what does it really mean um 
Clout was also another big one. Oh, clout yes. and clout chasing. Um, there were some women who said that that we feel that that the that girl boss and entrepreneur are words that are overused, um, which I thought was really interesting. Um, I think that those are titles that people can uh, attach to themselves very liberally. <laughs> so I'll <laughs> I'll leave it at that. Um, so and then we have things like uh, anxiety. People really mm. not, uh, or there being some confusion about what anxiety is, misusing um, it, misusing that, mm-hmm. and labeling things that may may not really be anxiety. Anxiety such that when folks who really struggle with anxiety or have anxious thoughts, um, you know, kind of share their experiences, disregarded or dismissed in ways that are not fair. Um, vibe was a big one. Y'all are tired of things being called vibe. <laughs> Uh, I'm vibing um, forever Vibe was a big one Energy was a big one Manifest and manifestation was a big one Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, Okay uh, Drip People are sick of that They don't want that They don't like that Um, So Toxic was on here 80 million times Manifestation was on here Clout cancelled Okay I was today years old Y'all don't like that (laughs) I was today years old when I found out. Um, expeditiously, I think that's hilarious. expeditiously, that was on here for Ti. That's a classic. Okay. Well, Ti has misused and abused that to the point where we just feel like we can't say it anymore. Nobody's thinking about that. Nigga. I don't want to give him I think that about kind of Joe power. Clark. <laughs> Joe Clark is who I think about when I think about the word expeditiously. Oh Let's goodness. be very clear. Um, space and spaces. <laughs> that's a, that. That's a big one. Uh, that part. Coco Bread at Coco Bread says she's tired of people saying that part. <laughs> uh, I'm guilty of that. Um, and period, those kinds of things. People are also tired of the word sis. I don't know that I'll ever I'll, I'll ever stop saying nah, that. Nah. I think bigger than this conversation though is that in our frustration around these words, what do we do to move forward? Mm-hmm. So like, how can we start to? Um, create containers and opportunities for us to con- to move conversation and discussion forward and to really get some clarity around um, things and how do we start to and, and like how what does it look like to respectfully call somebody out mm-hmm. to respectfully challenge to respectfully disagree because I think that's one of the things that um, is, is a lost art mm-hmm. in our generation because people are so easily attacked or it's so easy for people to feel attacked or to feel like mm-hmm. the presentation of a divergent or different opinion is an attack when that's not necessarily the case. Now, there are times where people can be um, unnecessarily uh, aggressive or volatile in their mm-hmm. communication. But oftentimes and many times I'll say with me, like, you know, I'll, I'll just offer a, a, a differing opinion or a perspective or a challenge. Ch- I'll challenge something that was said and people are, are, you know, will, you know, attach a judgment or feel a certain kind of way. And then, you know, things will get like emotional and all and heated and whatever. But how do we create, how do we create spaces and opportunities for us to move our communication forward in more productive ways in 2020? How do we leave some of these, this ambiguity and lack of clarity around certain terms Mm -hmm. um, behind us and move forward toward like making spaces of communication enjoyable and and more enjoyable and less annoying. (laughs) 
because I got to be honest, sometimes I open up dimensions or I open up the timeline and be like, you blacks are mad all the time. Yeah. And that's someone that's spoken from a person who has, you know, I'm I'm no stranger to mad. (laughs) But I feel like there's got I mean, all things in moderation. We shouldn't be upset and angry and arguing, fussing and fighting all the time. No. No, absolutely not. And that doesn't, again, that shouldn't be confused with having productive conversations. Like, I think productive conversations are necessary. There's many things I've learned from having productive conversations with people. You know what I'm saying? Even surrounding, um, you know, conversations where you don't want to perpetuate certain uh, statements or certain things because of, you know, because, because of how they affect different communities. So like, that those kind of conversations I think are productive and they help us to move forward. And I think there needs to be more of those so that we can all self-included continue to learn so that we can just be better humans to each other. Like that's really, I think that's what it really comes down to. And somewhere that, that humanity I feel like gets lost, but that's going a different direction than your actual terms (laughs) and different words and things. So yeah, I'd love to have a larger conversation and I'm excited to to bring more guests on in the new year. Sure, you're right. So let us know if you've not yet responded or added your phrases and words and concepts or even reactions and responses to our conversation mm-hmm. at the kitchen table today. Feel free to do that via social media. Y'all know how to reach us and we can move forward on into the honesty box. Will they do it, do it, do it. Getting in shape isn't just about losing weight. It's all about feeling better about yourself, whether that means having more energy to keep up with your busy life, fitting into those goal genes, being more in tune with your body's needs or practicing better self-care. Noom is a habit changing solution that helps users develop a new relationship with food through personalized courses. With Noom, no food is good, bad or off limits. Instead, Noom teaches moderation by helping you track meal habits, visualize portion sizes and see calories density at a glance it can even be used in conjunction with many pre-existing popular diets so if you're anything like me and chewing is one of your favorite pastimes and you often (laughs) find yourselves eating things that you have no business eating the noom is where it's at because it it helps um like put helps you put your food sizes um portions and just the quantity and the amount of time that you actually spend eating it helps you put all of that into perspective and come um you know get reacquainted to like when your body actually feels hungry versus like when you just be wanting to eat because food is there um and delicious absolutely it's helped me to you know be more mindful um of complementing my new workouts uh schedule and lifestyle that i'm trying to develop with making better choices as far as food is concerned and it, uh which consequently helps me to feel more confident in my clothes have more energy sleep better all that good stuff so you don't have to change it all in one day small steps make big progress sign up for your trial today at noom n-o-o-m dot com slash grown what do you have to lose visit noom.com slash grown to start your trial today that's noom.com slash grown the last weight loss program you'll ever need honestly truly all right so let's get into our honesty box and you know what? She's saying it loud and proud. She said her name is Jasmine and we can say it. 
All right. She said, hi, Jade and Kia. I have listened to the podcast since day one, and you guys have blessed me in so many ways. Listening to Kia tell her story about living in such a boss way through grief and unexpected loss, and Jade being so unapologetically original and real in her role as a mother and wife made me feel like I can listen and relate with you guys in a sincere way. I've lived in the DMV area for almost two years after leaving Ohio at the age of 30. I think you both have family who live in areas where the cost of living is very different than in these horrible New York and DC prices. I have a very good job and moved here because I couldn't pass on the opportunity to work for the company in my pharmacology, toxicology field. But my fam and friends thought I would leave and be living in a huge house with a new prestigious job. I know it's not my responsibility to explain, but I have a hard time dealing with the questions and not responding in a rude way. Do you guys ever get pressure or questions from family members that have no idea about mortgage in these types of cities? And if so, how do you address it if you do at all? You can say my real name. If my family's listening, they need to hear the feedback. All right. What's her name again? Jasmine. Jasmine. So, sis, the thing about this is, um, you know, as we said before, the older you get, you find ways to usher your family out of your business mm. when they find themselves there um, and they, uh, you know, un they've not been invited. Mm. Um, so I can say from personal experience, um, the opportunity to get somebody together always presents itself. I don't know if this is by virtue of who I am or who my family is, but in the instances where folks have decided to jump, you know, feet first into my pockets and make, <laughs> uh, you know, make uh, assessments and suggestions about what I might or might not want to do, should be doing, you know, et cetera. Uh, the opportunity always presents itself for me to um, get them together. And it's usually in the form of, you know, reminding them that their, um, their uh, name is not on any of my bills. This Sorry. is what I was trying to find a way to say. <laughs> what, the, you know, what they're looking for, the actual access to this decision making that you're looking for comes at a price. Mm. And if you are not contributing to any of the bills, if your social security number is not on file um, for any of my lines of credit or, or you know, open or otherwise, you know what I'm saying? If it's not your credit score that's on the line, if you don't have a monthly contribution to my bills or anything like that, then, you know, your opinion here is just not like you have not paid the cost in order for it to have any credence. So mm -hmm. in these instances, I've had to, you know, and I, I've learned that you pick your battles and it's not always about, um, you know, it's not always about getting people together and arguing and fussing and fighting, um, you know, in that moment. I'm just saying you can very quietly and effectively just say, you know, hey, what you got on it? Like, I, like what yeah, I mean, it. whatever your suggestion is, if you suggest that I live a certain kind of way, you know what I'm saying? Are you trying to are you trying to? 
sign this lease are you trying to are you coming to pay the fine you know what i'm saying like do you have <laughs> like are, do you have what, what you got on january 2020's rent like just let on me 20? know let me know let me know what it is that you what 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 your contribution is going to look like and the timeline which with i can expect your check um and you put 30 on pump three right oftentimes <laughs> when you know folks realize that they you're not even realize but you know when you bring it back to their attention that they are not you know they don't they have not paid the cost then you know it takes care of itself mm-hmm. in a very nice neat straightforward kind of way like since you don't know my life I think I've shared before around you know when I was looking for uh, my car you know when I had was in a car accident um about a year and a half ago and um was looking for a car and everyone in my family had an opinion about what kind of car I needed you know uh you know I needed a new car I didn't need a used car and these were all the reasons why but I knew my pockets I knew my budget I knew what I was willing to spend and I knew what I wanted um and I had to let individuals know I heard everybody out I heard all of their reasoning and rationale for why they believe what what I needed you know, that why they believe what was best for me was. And I weighed information and, you know, just let them know, like, at the end of the day, I'm the one that's signing this lease and I'm the one that's going to have to pay the note. So it's going to be what I can afford and it's going to be what I want. Um, so I don't know if that's helpful or not. Just kind of sharing, how you know, what's worked for me um, and how I've handled it in the past. Do you have anything to add, sis? No, I think you said it perfectly. You just let people know if you ain't got nothing on it, I don't really got nothing for you. Like that's it. Like that's very it. Like just like you, in order for you to to drive the turnpike, you got to pay the toll. In order for that's you it. to be in my business, you gonna have to pay the five. You gonna have to pay the five. Straight like that. And if you're not, well, then we can just discuss what we're gonna have for dinner. Or absolutely, you know. if not, we can just discuss. You know, um, you know, other, you know, family business. We can discuss. Uh, you know what what we're wearing to work this week. Anything. Mm-hmm. Other than you can ask me how work is going. You know what I'm saying. I'd be happy to let I you mean, know. You can ask me. I mean, it's how I pay those astronomical bills. You know. I just <laughs> feel like <laughs> that's just ain't no other way around it. So I hope that was helpful, Jasmine. Um, And I hope that that was helpful to any family members if they so happen to hear this, that you guys should probably y'all start leave to mind Jasmine alone, please. She's grown and making her own decisions. She's and living she her don't best ask life. Y'all about y'all bills. She does not ask you for your help or assistance. If she needed mm-hmm. it, she knows where you live. She knows how to contact you. Please find your way out of her business and back into your own. Thank you so much for listening and for find your continued your compliance. <laughs> Absolutely. God bless you. And you're going. All right. <laughs> Let's get into this black woman. So all right. All right, it's time for Black Women Self Care. Um, I'm this 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 week's Black Women Self Care builds directly off of last week's Black Women Self Care, where I vowed that I was going to take the Thanksgiving holiday break to do whatever I want, um, and that's what I did. So I'm here to to report that I slept 
um, for about three days. What felt like about three <laughs> three days straight. I yes. uh, was, you know, I I enjoyed. I cleaned my house and enjoyed my own space. Um, mm-hmm. I did what I wanted to do. I went to the gym when I wanted to go. I went to the movies when I wanted to go. Yes. I came back here. I napped. I cleaned my house at my leisure. Um, and really just like took the time, you know, put on my oil diffuser and my mm-hmm. good house coat and yes. just luxuriated in this little studio apartment that the Lord gave me. And I was grateful. I was very grateful to be here. I enjoyed my time. I celebrated myself and my plant son who was just growing and thriving <laughs> with such with just life. And he just makes me so proud. He is now taller than me. I just don't even know what to do. But yes, um, I I actually rested as resistance because there was a report mm-hmm. that I had that that is due this week. And I and I, you know, got it to the point where, you know, my boss and writing partner was, you know, just to take the lead. And I saw I recognized that she saw it and gave her feedback and sent it back to me on Wednesday, um, Wednesday evening. And I made the conscious decision that I was not going to look at it until I returned to the office today. Yes. Um, because you know i was on break because you deserve <laughs> I, I was on break and i will honestly say that you know when i looked at it when i picked it back up when i got to work first thing this morning i was able to just take it and finish it out um it was no, it was no stress i would i mean i and we worked together on it. I had a meeting with her at four o'clock. And by the time we met, I was I had taken her edits and I was ready to give her the next version of the draft. And we just were able to prepare for our meeting where we presented on Wednesday. So, I mean, you know, it really just affirmed for me that me taking those days of rest and closing my laptop. Um, and, you know, going to Keisha's house and sitting on the couch and watching person of interest all day Saturday (laughs) did not, um, did not compromise the quality of the work that I was able to do today. Um, and did not result in, you know, all of my, you know, nothing fell apart. Nobody lost their life that no one was short of breath. It was amazing. So that's my black woman self-care. I mean, that just filled me with so much spirit. I'm so glad. Yes. Let the heavens open. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm so happy to hear that. Well, uh, my black women self-care this week is I said no. Amen. So I had plans one day. I had four separate sets of plans it started with a farmer's market visit and then i had to go i agreed to go have lunch with a friend because we had had 75 rain checks and then i was supposed to go with another friend to go do something else and then i was supposed to go to a birthday and i went to the farmer's market because i needed to do that and i wanted to do that and then i did the lunch because it was right in the same area as the farmer's market and then i said no to the other two activities because I realized I was tired and I didn't want to. (laughs) And I was like, I love my friends very, very much. And, you know, there are times when other people have things going on and my world moves right on along and I'm fine. So why would anybody else's world end? Because I say that I'm tired or that I have something to do. And so I said no, because I was tired and it was wonderful. It was just, I felt so liberated. I was like, I did not go do something because I felt obligated. I turned it down. 
And that was a lovely feeling. There are times mm-hmm. when you need someone. Okay. Yes. You will be by my side. And sometimes there will be times <laughs> where you will sit your black ass down. <laughs> and that's what I did. And I felt and great about it. that's what you needed to do. So. You told the girls, no, I'll see you next time. And let me tell yeah. you what, the girls that never said, don't call me ever again. And We're guess no what? Longer I saw friends. them next time. And that's just what it is. <laughs> it and that fine. is just <laughs> what it is. I was at, um, I had some things I needed to take care of. I, my, um. I was telling Toya, like, you know, I, sometimes I feel like I'm in an Asian life where I know what I want and I know what I don't. And I'm willing to do the things that work for me. Mm-hmm. So, like, uh, I had, uh, you know, you know, my friends had like a sleepover <laughs> after Thanksgiving and I went over there and, you know, it was just kind of like, you know playing games and having refreshments and libations and those kinds of things. And everyone just kind of passed out and we're waking up the following morning. And there were some things I needed to take care of. And, you know, I was thinking toying, like I could just kind of stick around and hang out here and then kind of take care of those things later. But something inside of me said, I want to go home. I want Mm -hmm. to take a bath in my own shower. Mm -hmm. I want Mm -hmm. to, you know, be in my own space to do the things that I have to do. And it was like, I made a conscious decision and I told them, you know, if I can make it back over here later, I will. But it was like one of those kind of moments where I, I would, I can say that the old kid would have stayed as to not, you know, be the party pooper or to disappoint people. But, you know, I had to learn how to have balance and moderation. So if I came out and I hung out with with the with the crew overnight, that meant that I couldn't spend my day just kind of, you know, mm-hmm. I had some errands and things that I needed to run such that, you know, in the evening I wouldn't be backed up. So like, you know, there are times you just got to make executive decisions for yourself mm, um, and know what it is that you want to do because um, and, and not be swayed by other people's expectations, even ones that they've not even articulated, ones that you think they might have for you. Mm-hmm. That's it. Grown people things, huh? Grown people things. Let's move on to these petty peeves. Okay. <laughs> and I want to be very responsible of the things I say to my sister because everybody know I can be real petty. P-E to the T-T-Y, honey. honey, honey, honey. All right. So... My peeve is not really petty, and it may have happened before, and it probably will happen again. Um, We had inclement weather in New York today. I don't know what the weather was like in D.C., but it was snowing and raining and hailing all yesterday and today. Today was raining and snowing. And (laughs) of all of the days that I don't have to leave the house, I had to leave the house on the two days that we had the d- most disgusting weather of the year Terrible. so far. So I'm out and niggas are driving like assholes. Like the roads are slick. They are wet. They are slightly icy and they're still speeding and running up on the backs of people and coming all on the sides of people. And it just really pisses me off that people do not know how to drive in inclement weather where it does not put other people's lives in danger. There is nowhere that you need to get that quickly 
to drive like that where you are putting the entire road at what happens when you lose control of your car and then you smack into the back of somebody or to the side of them because you can't control what happens with ice and your tires my nigga there's only so much that you can do so that's my petty peeve this week it's for people who drive there's literally nowhere that you need to be that quickly there's nowhere that you need to go for you to be driving like that on the highways you're gonna get there we're all gonna get there i promise but you're not gonna get there driving like that Safety first, friends. That's it. What is yours? Uh, um, so uh, I think that this, you know, is germane to the time of year where we find ourselves where, you know, it's the holiday season and folks are out shopping and, you know, space parking lots are crowded. Malls are crowded. People are everywhere. Um, I would just like to say you know, there are people who, as as a New Yorker, I feel like I walk with a sense of purpose and -hmm. intention. And I find that they're just kind of wanderers and strollers that tend to find themselves in my path. Mm. And um, I just wish that, you know, I wish that kind of like how the escalator is divided and the left side is for, um, movers and the right side is for standards. Mm-hmm. I wish that we can, we can do the same thing with sidewalks. I wish that we could have lanes, um, you know, sidewalks and walkways. I wish that we could have lanes that people would know that if you are idle, idly strolling casually, you know, luxuriating at your own leisurely pace, you need to be on one side of the sidewalk. Mm. Because if you are not and you find yourself in my path, I am forced to check your shoulder. (laughs) I don't have any other recourse because you are in my way. Yes. You're in my way. Like, and and this is also for the people who are using their phones and, you know, otherwise distracted. Because, you know, I I get sometimes that navigating walking walkways while strolling your timeline is a gift in multitasking that we all have not been graced to have. Mm. But for those of you who know that you can't, you know, check your Facebook newsfeed while walking through the mall. I ask you to get out of my way because I will <laughs> knock you and your phone down. It's whatever. I mean, it's just that simple because I am in this mall not to shoot the proverbial shit. I'm here to get my things and go. And if you and your idle strolling or distracted kind of, you know, aimlessly wandering in and out of my way get in my path if you get in between me and what I came to get then there will be consequences (laughs) oftentimes that will involve you and your body being moved by me and my body do you understand that clearly (sighs) 
because the girls just be out here. They'll just be on the phone and they'll just stop right in front of me. Girl, if you don't get <laughs> out of my way, you and whatever you're carrying will be on the other side of the room. It's just that simple. <laughs> because I'm tired. I'm tired of having to to weave in and out of traffic because you blacks don't know how to move your feet. <laughs> and that's really all I have to say about that. Well, that is another episode of Getting Grown. <laughs> we appreciate you. We appreciate you for listening. We appreciate your patience. We appreciate you for joining the conversation and and um, listening to us week after week. We, uh, like Jay said, we are on our way to San Francisco. We can't wait to see you guys. We hope that you guys are on your way to see us. If you have not got your tickets, you may do so. Um, what's the website? Is it uh, the friendzonelive.com? Friendzonelive.com. Please do we'll that. Get your, it's in the description it's box. It's in the description box. Go ahead and get those tickets um, for San Francisco. Atlanta, if you're coming to see us, we can't wait to see you. I am busting my tail and orange theory because I don't want to have to hold my stomach in on stage so I'm looking forward very much to reconnecting with our ATL family our San Francisco family the Bay Area family please come and kick it with us we would love to kick it with you um, y'all support my sis at the dopest dinner parties in the aforementioned cities yes. and uh, we will reconvene next week man tell the people what to do Jay drink your water so that you're not dry inside uh, <laughs> mind and your out. business and outside mind your business because we talked about this the entire episode and uh, moisturize your skin and your heels and your knuckles and your in between your heels especially your knuckles the crevices between the your crevices fingers of your fingers very important oh oh we forgot to, t- to say getting grown merch available at oh, shopgettinggrown.com yeah shop you guys have, how long have you guys have you guys been asking us for these praise the lord niggas shirts we have the <laughs> shirts and sweatshirts for your wintry dressing for your layers and things please head on over to the website we'll make sure that's in the description box you can get your Jaden Kia hat you can get your yes, Jaden you Kia getting grown t-shirt you can get um the you know we are we love you Ava DuVernay but we are not we don't have a problem with being called auntie not you guys all. get our merch uh, it'll also be available at the upcoming live shows and we're we'll be looking forward to seeing you guys sporting our wares Yes, um, and we'll have some spoon always. Spoon always. And there will be, you know, new things coming out. We got some new designs we're working on and things like that. So, but make sure you support you all ass and it's here and don't leave us out here because you know the rules. Indeed. And and if you don't follow those rules, your black is gonna crack. That's right. Have a good night. <laughs> have a good Bye. week. Bye. Bye. Black Friday, small business Saturday, Cyber Monday. All made up days designed to get you to buy stuff. Have you ever heard of Sell Your Shit Sunday? It's a day to sell the stuff you don't use anymore, created by Mercari. Mercari is the selling app that makes it fast and easy to sell almost anything. You just take a couple pics, add a description, and boom, your item is listed. Download Mercari and sell your shit today. The day may be made up, but the money is real. That's Mercari, M E R C A R I. <laughs>